Hi everyone, this is Jen and Sam and welcome to our podcast Miracle Mindset. Where we give you our unsolicited, probably unwanted advice. But if you want to become the best version of yourself, start believing in yourself a little bit more, then tune in every Sunday for the podcast. Cheers. Bye. So as you know, we currently don't have a sponsor yet. We don't really want to get anything on unless you fully believe in it. So whilst we wait for the perfect sponsor, we're going to sponsor ourselves. So as you will probably have seen by now, we do have our first product out. We're so, so, so proud and happy with it. It's a deck of 50 affirmation and journal prompt cards. So the reason behind doing this is we've had affirmation cards before where we've not felt like they were that personal to us or didn't kind of resonate with them. So we've made it so that you can really delve a little bit deeper into your mind, your journey, what's true to you. Yeah, so we've split a lot of the questions up between like relationships, career, mindset, and with the affirmation comes a journal prompt. So each morning we want you to stay off your phones, journal, get a little bit more mindful, and the affirmations, when you obviously delve a little bit deeper into them, they'll manifest easier for you, you'll feel so much more aligned to them, and we're so excited to bring you them. So it's 50 days of consistent journaling for you reprogramming your mind and we know how important it is to do that so we're so excited to bring you them you can buy them on our website or our etsy store message us on instagram if you have any other questions we'll obviously always be happy to speak to you but yeah hopefully you love them as much as we do so we're so excited to bring you another guest today this is such a good podcast so she is an author a coach and I read her book just fucking do it about a year ago and I do honestly believe that it's made me take a lot of inspired action that has got us to where we want to like where we are today and this podcast is just so good it's all about manifesting what you want feeling good in the process yeah so it's no Hibbert so we've been trying to get her on honestly for a good few months to be honest because when we do put her books on our stories loads of you reply and say how much you like them as well so I know that you're going to take so much from it she's had like a mad journey to get to where she is today she's been through it all I'd say um ups downs but yeah it's a really really good podcast I'm really really excited for you to take some new lessons from it and let us know if you like it on our Instagram and in the review section on Apple Podcasts too. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Miracle Mindset. So we've got Noor with us and I have actually read her book which made me reach out to her basically because I absolutely loved her book and everything she stood for. So Noor tell us a little bit about you and your journey and how you've got to where you are now. I am a coach, author, podcast host um, and Generally, my kind of mission in life is just to really help people, and it sounds so bloody cliche, but to help people to really understand that they have the power to create their own lives. And obviously, in my first book, Just Fucking Do It, I really talked about manifestation and trying to position manifestation in a way that people um, that people could really understand. Um, and I'm for the last five years, I started my coaching business five years ago. And basically since then have, you know, manifested such amazing, amazing stuff. And I just, over the last five years since I built my business, I've been on a mission basically to get in front of as many people as possible. Everyday normal people who have, who feel stuck in life, who feel like, wait a minute, is this it? They kind of have this yearning that there's got to be more. They've got questions about life. They don't really know what their purpose is. And my kind of 
kind of mission has been to, has been to get in front of those people and to help them understand more about how they why they are the way they are and how they can change their life and I obviously truly believe that we as humans we only taught to believe what we see with our eyes but what we see with our eyes is so unbelievably limited that it would be fucking naive for anyone to think that that is the world what we see with our eyes so kind of um through my first book just fucking do it and my second book you only live once which is out on october 28th i i dive even deeper in my second book into quantum physics into in obviously a very nor layman terms way but getting people to truly start to understand that actually what you see is not what you should always believe and actually believing before seeing is really important and why I, I kind of put forward all the evidence as to why I believe that because I just want people to just take a moment and think well maybe maybe just maybe I've got it all wrong and if they're willing to just for a moment think I've got it all wrong and are willing to to take on a different perspective then perhaps their whole lives can change and I know that that to be the truth myself and you know thousands of my clients across the world so so yeah that's kind of uh you know what I do who I am and and so on and so forth I love that because as soon as you do start to like really question your thoughts and things you see it so clearly in other people don't you like why do you think that that's the only route or why do you think that this is how it has to work out basically when we were doing our research on you we found out that how like much of a party girl used to be like Ibiza seasons every year and when like we've been in those kind of situations the last thing you're kind of thinking of is like manifesting your goal life and like it's the very surface level like for the moment kind of place I just wanted to know how you got from there to doing all of this manifestation work and really like delving a little bit deeper okay amazing yeah well that's such a good question because I literally couldn't have given two shits about manifestation when I was busy getting you know off my face in <laughs> um so you're absolutely right and um the, the reason I ended up really going abroad was because I went I went to a, a private private girls school and everyone went to off to university so I did what everyone else did because you know what this is one of the banes of human human life is we do what other people do and we don't really question why we do those things although you know one goes to university in the hope that, that you're going to get a good degree and get a good job and go live your good life you know good 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 but good really isn't great or extraordinary and, and good is what everyone else is doing and actually not really I always knew my heart wasn't really meant for me yeah. so I actually got in a relationship when I was 17 years old with kind of like the first love of my life back then. Um, and we went to university together and we were together for two years. And at the end of the first year, he broke up with me and I was absolutely fucking heartbroken. And so that summer I was like, right, I want to escape. So I kind of delved in my first experience of working abroad when I went and worked in Magaluf. And I went to work in Magaluf as like a, you know, like one of those people that stands outside of a bar and is like, 10, 10 shots for one euro. Oh no. my God. Yeah. So I literally lasted one night because I was like, this is so epically shite. So um, spent three weeks in Magaluf, came back and then went back to university for my second year and felt just as kind of lost. I was doing my degree, but I really was struggling academically and I was just going out all the time and I was still really heartbroken. And so um, 
I decided to apply to work for Club 1830 because I figured if I wanted to be abroad, I might as well have a proper job because yeah. that's a really proper job, you know, being a club rep. <laughs> so considering that I didn't really know what else I wanted to do, I thought, you know what, I'm going to go spend the summer abroad. So when I was 19 in 2006, um, I actually went to this interview, got a club, got, got the job as Club 1830 rep and flew to Malia in Greece in summer 2006 and um that it was like the most craziest experience and I and I said to myself I'm never going to go back again and then ended up going back for the following six years um so um <laughs> and but I worked my way up and ended up doing my last two seasons in Ibiza and I was actually manager at that point so wow. you know, gone from club 1830 you know rookie rep brand new to in my sixth year I was um, running the whole of Ibiza you know um so uh, I always say that they're like yeah. running Ibiza I was like running club 1830 for Ibiza so I was you know the manager for you know a team of 32 and um wow. you know charge of 13 hotels so you know for me it had become my career but I knew that if I wanted a liver that was functioning in my 30s that it wasn't going to be a long-term career and <laughs> At this point, you know, I was now in a relationship with my now husband. We met in 2010 in Ibiza. No he way. was a guest. Yeah, he was a guest. I went to sell, sell him the big reunion when uh, he was at room 113 at Central City Hotel. Won't ever forget. Uh-huh. And, um, and um, yeah, and we met. And I, at that point, I was absolutely adamant I was going to be single. And I met him. That was a crazy manifestation, actually. Um, and I met him. And um, well, 11 years later, we're still here. So that's um, crazy. So, but how I basically transitioned from that was, was completely unintentionally. I, so Rich and I met in 2010. I went back to do another season in 2011. And in the winter of 2011, beginning of 2012, January, 2012, I found out I was pregnant. And this was like crazy because I had always imagined that when I became a mother, I would have a proper job. I'd be married. You know, I'd, we did have a house. So that was, you know, one thing I did have. Um, but like, I was completely like fucking jobless because I'd been working for Club 1830 and had worked up my career up to that point. But now I'm pregnant. I can't go back and work and run Magaluf. Like <laughs> six, six months pregnant. Like, all right, lads, want to buy a booze cruise? How <laughs> seven months baby comes in so it just it wasn't going to work so I so obviously I was kind of back to square one and when I went on maternity leave with my so so sorry actually I then had to apply for a job and I had to lie because no one was going to take on a pregnant person yeah I I didn't lie I just didn't disclose the information and um and I ended up getting this job in sales because it was just like what, what I could get. And I had the most horrific fucking manager. I really think one of the reasons I went into sort of early labor with my daughter was because of the stress I was under with that job because he was just such a, and, and I couldn't leave the job because I didn't have a backup, like who was going to hire a pregnant nah. person. So I sort of left the job to go on maternity leave with the intention I was never going to go back again. And then throughout that maternity leave, that was when I sort of started to think about like, what am I going to do next? And I really, really want to, um, you know, create my life. And, and I had read The Secret when I was 23 years old, but I couldn't make it work for me, right? 
Like I was thinking positively. I was going into Sainsbury's and buying the lotto ticket and didn't fucking win. I couldn't even fucking manifest a car parking spot. So (laughs) I had no no chance trying to manifest 100K. And and so I kind of poo-pooed the whole idea of manifestation. But then I revisited it back in 2013, 14, you know, when my daughter was um, here. And um, and I remember the first thing I did was I went to WH Smith's and I bought this notepad and I wrote on the top of it, I want to manifest 500 pounds a month because I thought if I could do that, I wouldn't have to go back to my job. And between me and my husband, he was only earning like, you know, 1,200 pound a month. He was a bricklayer, worked for council, you know, if I get 500 quid a month, that meant that I would not have to, um, we could pay our mortgage, could have food, all of that stuff. I wouldn't have to go back to this horrible job yeah. and I could figure out like setting up a business. I didn't know what business at this point. Um, and that was the first time I kind of tested this out and an email came into my inbox about 24 hours later and it said, want to make an extra 500 pound a month? And I was like, what? Wow. <laughs> but obviously at that point I was like, coincidence you know this you know and but I followed my intuition and I decided to to do this little thing that what it was called bonus bagging back then and I did actually make 500 pound that month so that was the first experience of me going right I want to give this stuff a go again and you know now it's crazy because now I'm like I'm gonna manifest 80k a month <laughs> you know like to go from 500 pounds a month to I'll, I'll manifest 80k and to think about how that goal for me was such a huge 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 goal and how actually life-changing for me that even that 500 pounds was because it gave me freedom and unfortunately I tried to set up businesses for the first 14 months that my daughter was born and I was adamant I wanted to set up a business so I didn't have to go back to a job but I just couldn't do it and that's why so much of what I teach with limiting beliefs and subconscious paradigms is so incredibly important you know I was trying to build a business with my mind in the gutter you know I was an active person I suffered depression I had very like low self-worth in a way I didn't really believe deep down that I was it was possible for me to go off and create a business. So of course I, I, I didn't, you know, I, I, I tried many different things. I was a bit of a Dell boy, ended up going back to the sales job that I said I'd never go back to. No. Um, but this time I had a new manager. So she was a lot nicer, but I knew in my heart. I was like, this isn't what I want to do. And everything changed for me on the very first day that I dropped my daughter off at nursery and she was 14 months old. And I literally had to like pry her out of my hands and I remember I sat in my car and I looked up at the sky because I was like this God is hanging in the sky right that's what we get <laughs> like what is in the sky God universe mother nature whatever it is and I remember thinking at a point please if there is something out there please can you help me because this for me was not what I wanted I you know I wanted to be a mum since I was like 14 years old and like here I was finally a mother and to me, I was like doing the most horrific thing to my child. I was literally traumatizing her. Meanwhile, also traumatizing myself. So, um, and I really think that day was the first day of the rest of my life, i.e. that day was my breaking point. That day was the like, fuck this shit day. I'm yeah. not doing this anymore. And that for me was where the cogs in the universe changed. I didn't realize that back then. 
because obviously hindsight is a wonderful thing. Um, but for me, that day definitely symbolized the beginning of the rest of my life. And I became obsessed with development, with listening to personal development books, with understanding manifestation, with all of that stuff. And it didn't happen overnight, but slowly over time, I went from, you know, that moment to creating my next business to, you know, getting to where I am today. And it all started from that day in that car park, for sure. Wow. Do you think like, do you think looking back, because obviously I remember reading that in your book, like you were like shipping dresses from China to <laughs> to like your yeah, outfit. literally. Like, yeah, such literally. like, probably like niche businesses that you were trying to create. Do you think looking back now, if you'd have had the mindset that you do now, do you feel like you'd have been able to make all of those businesses work? Or do you think that you needed them to fail so that you could learn the lessons from them? I truly believe that everything happened for a reason. I think if they had worked back then, no, I definitely, my mindset 100% was a pivotal part of it. And I think all of us need to hit that rock bottom to get that, that, that desire. Like I kind of was like, yeah, I want to set my business. I don't want to go back to work. Um, so that day for me was my rock bottom. And I think you need to have that rock bottom for you to truly make the change. And it's funny because entrepreneurship is really, you know, it is not an easy game. And I think most people think setting up a business and going and making, you know, a million a year, you know, or even just six figures a year isn't actually that difficult. Let's start with six figures. Oh, it's, you know, I can, at a theory level, it's possible for everybody, but actually strategy really is only half of the puzzle when it comes to entrepreneurship and building a business. So absolutely needed to go through all of those lessons and I think I already always had that entrepreneurial spark that's why I tried to set up multiple different businesses but at that point never once had anyone talked to me about money mindset or talked about confidence or business mindset like no one I'd never heard those concepts before to me it was like go on google google how to sell stuff on you know, Alibaba, you know, buy stuff at Alibaba and sell it on eBay. <laughs> you know, like that was it. That was the whole fucking puzzle. But yeah. it clearly wasn't the puzzle. And now with all the knowledge that I understand and all the experience that I've had, mindset is just so pivotal. And it will be the thing that distinguishes someone that's successful from someone that isn't you're so right when you first like hear about starting a business it's like oh yeah go on google just like sell something for more but then you realize that the people who are actually successful do know about like managing money or money mindset and like all these things that like the rest of us just don't mindset is not just the mindset to go and create the business but it's also for me at a spiritual level the mindset of like understanding that that's not going to make you a better person. That's not mm-hmm. going to fill the holes. That's not going to make you feel better or worse. You have to feel those things before you start the business, because actually if you're looking and saying, I'm going to be happier when I've made 10,000 pounds and that's your de facto mode of thinking, when you make that 10,000 pounds, it really probably won't make you feel that much happier because you realize once you made 10,000, oh, actually now I need to make 20,000, otherwise I'm not going to be happy. And then you get 20,000, oh, I need to make 50,000 and I'll be happy. And it's this constant hamster wheel of chasing this like white rabbit. The money does not actually make you happy in itself. It doesn't fill 
that spiritual void yeah and that's why you know Jeff Bezos could like get rid of the whole of poverty in one foul sweep right why doesn't he do that um and I was like because some people have the mindset to go create success but they're not living life through the lens of love they're living the life through the lens of ego which is more power more money more whatever and therefore when that's their de facto mode that they're not looking at how they can solve poverty you know and how yeah. they can contribute to humanity on a bigger way they're thinking about how to make more money because they're chasing this white rabbit and actually if you sit down with a lot of millionaires and billionaires and ask them are you truly happy you know there's gonna be a lot that really fucking aren't because yeah. it's not that's not the point of life to make like loads of money yeah and I think it's such like a hard concept to wrap your head around because obviously money is everywhere and like I, I obviously read quite a bit at the moment like I'm trying to get better with like a money mindset and feeling like abundant with money because I do think like we're taught to be quite scarce with money like I don't think money abundance is something that everyone naturally gravitates towards so I feel like at the moment especially everyone's quite feels quite scarce with it or like a, a big portion of like society yeah. and like yeah. it is that's what I mean like creating your own business because you want that like freedom for example you with your daughter and like and yeah money will facilitate that so you've got to have a good mindset but then the deep down value of what you're doing needs to be more important than the money doesn't Absolutely. it really yeah exactly people say I want to manifest uh, you know I have clients come to me I want to make 300k this year okay why I just like that number but the number isn't <laughs> going to make you get out there and make 300k it's about the why behind it, the desire behind it. The yeah. desire is going to be the fuel for the universe and manifesting what you want, not the number. The number's great, but actually it's the why behind the number. And I think this is what's really important is when you want to make money because it's going to create a greater good, that's when you generate more of it. And that's Jeff Bezos, actually, because I was talking about this yesterday. He's actually created jobs for millions of people. So actually... When people see him as this greedy person, actually you have to look at the flip side. There's millions of sellers on Amazon. So there's always a flip side to everything. And I think when we can um, understand that money is to be, it's designed to be made, it's designed to be spent, it's designed to be given, it's designed to be received. It's energy that flows around us all the time. I love teaching about money mindset. It changed my life. Being able to truly understand what money is and, and the difference it can make and how to be a good sort of you know conduit for money and uh, purveyor of money and all of that stuff and I think that's all really important stuff for me the greatest purpose of our life is to do that which brings us joy and yeah. for most people I know love building their businesses and love running their businesses and like you know for me someone said to me today are you so you're gonna take a good chunk of time uh, a good chunk of work um, when the baby comes and I was like why would I do that? So I've set up my business so that I do like 10 hours a month, um, you know, of client work. So I don't, it's people that you have to really love what you do as well when you're kind of um, creating that income in your life and, and so on and so forth. And that's part of that mindset work as well. Yeah, yeah definitely. I wanted to know a little bit, like, do you know when you are starting your own business, like what we've like with ourselves, like we have literally like just quit our jobs like trying to build this and like we want to know how to get 
how to step out of like the emotional attachment towards like your business you know like when you're not seeing or when you are seeing success and then maybe you're not and like obviously things fluctuate how to step out of that kind of like really subjective emotional mind when it comes to like your own business or your own relationships like that kind of grip onto it and having a more like objective like objective mindset about things does that make sense I think it's quite hard because when you do quit your job, it is an emotional process. And when you do put everything into creating a business, it is an emotional process. Like I think for anyone to, to not have emotion w- wouldn't be human. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like it's part of the human experience to experience emotion. Emotion is energy, emotion. That's, you know, going through our body. It's the vibrations in our body. We call them feelings. We call them emotions as humans, but it's, it's the change of vibration in our body. And I think, what the most important part about it is, is is having a hold on those vibrations you know what I call it vibrational mastery and the way that every emotion in your body is created by a thought that comes before it so sometimes that thought is so instantaneous it's so splits you know fractions of milliseconds that you don't even you're not even aware that you're thinking that thought prior to the the feeling you almost feel like the feeling you always felt the feelings there without the thought before it, but it's impossible. There's always a thought before a feeling. Um, And that's what sends those messengers through your body. And so really, I think it's a a real deep awareness of those, of those thoughts and, and, and why they're creating those feelings in your body. Um, And um, just a consistent sort of, you know, I say to my clients all the time, when you get a negative thought in your head, shout out loud, not useful say it out loud because you start to rewire your brain to tell it this isn't a useful thought that's amazing um, yeah, I like that. um and you might look like you've got fucking Tourette's but it's fine <laughs> not useful not useful um I call it the shitty committee in my new book uh one of my clients actually use that coin and I loved it so much uh, the term I loved it so much the shitty committee and the reality is is that you know, we, ha- we all have a shitty committee in our brain, but whether we allow it to have board meetings, whether we allow it to, to keep coming up month after month, that's down to us. And in my new book, You Only Live Once, I really do dive deep into how that shitty committee takes hold, how do we really um, start to um, alleviate the power that it has. And the biggest antidote to all of that is faith. Um, and I talk a lot about faith in my book as well, in all different um, circumstances. I talk about a chapter, I share a story of um, one of my my dear, dear friends who is going through IVF at the moment. And I shared in the book, her story of getting to this point and kind of a night where we were all really drunk and we were all crying. So it's a good, it's a good chapter, but it's got a good moral, which is all around, um, you know, faith. And my brother two years ago, pretty much to this, um to this week um it, oh my god it literally was two year, two years this week um you know I got a phone call and he had suffered a he was 23 years old and he had um gone on a trip to Budapest with the lads he was going to speak at um, a conference in um, an EU conference of sustainability and he went to play a football match and I get a phone call saying he's in, in brain surgery I'm like what he oh went to play god. football what the fuck um, and it was categorically the worst weeks of my life. Um, he um, he had a brain aneurysm. He had a stroke, and he was in a coma for a week. Wow! And we were told he would be 
paralyzed. We got told, well, we got told he was paralyzed. He'll never be walk again. We got told that if he woke up, he probably was going to be brain dead. And, you know, my brother, I'm really close to my siblings. I'm really, you know, they're my best friends, but my brother, this brother in particular, um, we have, you know, a really, really close bond. Any of us that have come close to losing someone that we love, it, it's just the worst thing in the world, but it, it's also the best thing in the world because the, the amount of reverence that you have for faith, the amount of reverence that you have for life after that and your family after that is just unfucking real. It's off the scale. It's the biggest blessing that you can have in a way to almost lose somebody because what you, how you then appreciate life after that is completely different. But he, he laid in his bed and this story I do share in my book. So kind of a spoiler alert, but he, he couldn't walk. He couldn't move his body. And a year later, he did a, he did an Ironman. So, um, oh my God, wow! So they they told him that he would never, you know, he wouldn't walk. Um, so I share the whole story in my book, and hopefully you guys will, will love it. But it's a real fucking story of of faith, and also not believing what the white man in the coat tells you because it is so limited. You know, me- medicine, traditional medicine, whilst it has it's incredible benefits and has saved many lives is so limited. Mm. Um, so when you ask about your business and how to, how to get over it, number one, have fun. Number two, have faith. Two ingredients I feel create such an incredible um, playing field for success in business. Um, and, and of course, following your intuition. Um, so I teach the manifesting method. It's my signature method for manifesting what you want. And step one is knowing what you want. Step two is understanding your limiting beliefs. Step three is reprogramming your mind for success. Step four is tuning into Universe FM. And step five is taking the action in the physical world. And I think this is the step that a lot of business people get wrong. They take the action, but they take the wrong action. And the wrong action will always lead to feelings of resistance, struggle, frustration, and overwhelm. But when we can learn to really trust ourselves, and trust that, you know, we were meant to do what we want to do in our business, then we can just follow that flow and that internal divine instruction towards getting to where we want to go. Yeah. And like you say, this all kind of like ties into you saying that you're teaching like an alternative way of thinking, like with medicine, you're not just listening to what like has been said to you about like timelines or anything or how an outcome might be but you're thinking like of another way or like of manifestation it's not just the like traditional route but things the world works in mysterious ways like you can put out what you want but then it's going to come to you in all different ways or something that you never thought of that's even better might come to you that kind of leads me on to the next question as well wanted to ask you what's the difference do you think with manifestation between really just being like desperate for something and being like no I need that 10k this month and like I must get and this is the only way that I'll get it compared to manifesting and just putting it out there like I want to get that 10,000 pounds this is the reasons that I want it and then just kind of letting it be like the different vibrations between like desperate and like needing it and like holding on to the control to kind of the higher vibrations and like Mm -hmm. letting it be I think this is really hard for us humans because we 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 want things usually out of necessity because you know so um it's really really hard and this is like um neediness comes from fear and whenever we do something out of fear we're actually repelling what we want 
um, which is why I talked about fun and faith before, because fun and faith are the antidote to fear. When we, we, we need an, an element of need, we need an element of, I fucking wanna make this happen because it's important to me. But when we're making decisions out of fear, when we're making, taking actions in our life out of fear, we are actually just doing a massive, we're basically dropping a massive turn in, in between, you know, the road of getting <laughs> to where you want to get to. And you're slowing that down because no one likes to walk through shit. So you it that it comes back to that faith. And I think faith is a muscle and it needs to be um it needs to be worked on, it needs to grow, it needs to get stronger. And so it's not, it's not easy for us when we don't see immediate results we immediately think it's not going to happen, but it goes back to this five steps. You know, this is where people get wrong. You can't just say, oh, I really want to make 10,000 pounds this month and just let it go and then not do anything else. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> just sit in your bedroom like, yeah, when's it yeah. coming? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's always going to knock at the door with 10 clients and they're just going to have a grand in their hand ready <laughs> to pay me. I don't need to do fuck all. I'll just watch Netflix and eat Oreos. And the reality is, is that, that manifestation is, in, in simplest terms, is a physical realization of a thought or a desire in the physical world. But it's not magic and it's not going to happen without you taking the action in the physical world. And most people want to create 10K months with a 1K mindset. Most people want to create a million pounds with a level of thinking that has gotten to where they are today. It ain't going to fucking happen. If you think you're going to make more money in your life by thinking the way that you've always thought in life, you might as well give up right now. It is going to involve you stepping into such a higher level of yourself and growing at every level internally, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, in order for you to transcend to that next level. And that one of the biggest parts of that is learning to have faith in the process. Um, because when you have faith in the process, you have faith in the universe and that connection with that creative, you know, universal intelligence that's you know, all around us and is also part of each and every one of us. We are part of that intelligence. And so when we slip into ego, which is our human man-made part of ourselves, we are basically not leading through soul, um, which is the part of us that, you know, has will be here for eternity. You know, our ego, our human part of us is only here for the time that we are on this planet as a human. Um, it's man-made and it's um, it has its uses and has, you know, parts of it that are going to be really helpful for us in taking action. Like our ego is what takes action in the physical world. But when we're making decisions and thinking things through the lens of ego, it's always almost out of this fear state. And that, once again, is the one thing that's going to stop you manifesting what you want. I was going to ask as well, like, because what you're saying then, like, sometimes you know what you know what you want we all know what we want don't we like and it's literally on the other side of fear and like what you were saying earlier about believing it before you see it mm -hmm. and like stepping into the person that you want to be before you feel like she's there yet mm -hmm. I want to know like your biggest tip for like being that person do you know what you said then about like how can you be constantly in a 1k mind and be expecting to make 10k like how do you make that shift from the lower vibrational you to the one that you want in to be well first of all it's awareness of why you are the way that you are 
so really understanding what what got you to where you are today and most people don't do that work which is why I created my program you can be rich because it's really dived deep into how did you become the way that you are today why are you thinking the things that you are about money today um and then when you're aware of it you need to reprogram your mind and reprogramming your mind can be done through hypnosis meditations um you know affirmation so all the things that I kind of teach in my memberships I, I, I like it's all about that consistent reprogramming at a subconscious level it's not just a conscious thing our conscious mind is you know responsible for five percent of what we do so if we're only working at a conscious level we aren't actually going to create the long-lasting changes it's got to be done at that subconscious level which is why you know we many of my clients that come work with me in the academy they're doing their hypnosis 21 days in a row and they're stopping smoking they're manifesting babies they're manifesting money why because we're working at that deeper deeper level wow that is amazing that's so interesting only five percent because like that's the thing sometimes we have brought out our own little affirmation cards and things that we say that we've said in them like guys like we've put a journal prompt on the back basically because you can say affirmations sometimes and not really know why the why behind it you know what you're saying before about the why so you can constantly be saying like your affirmation like I'm getting better each and every day but sometimes you need to dig a little bit deeper and say like well who is that person that you envision what like how do you see yourself getting better like and actually digging a little bit deeper and getting still is so important but I think sometimes like I know a lot of people that listen to our podcasts and stuff like they struggle with getting quiet and receiving Mm -hmm signs of the universe like do you know when you're two in your head sometimes you don't know whether it's your head talking or your intuition like how do you think that you can slow down make space and actually receive the guidance rather than your thoughts it takes practice and I think that's it it, it is a it is a practice basically all of these practices they're called spiritual practices you know because we're not taught this stuff in our busy human lives we're not taught to stay still we're not taught to go inwards we're not taught to connect with that soul part of us so it takes practice and you know not for everyone it isn't about being quiet and meditating sometimes it's going for a walk sometimes it's just getting in the bath sometimes it's listening to music you know for me sometimes when I'm just doing my hair and I'm in that like state of like curling my hair and I've got a bit of music on I'm actually in a way meditating because I'm not thinking I'm not I'm not concentrating on my train of thoughts. I'm just allowing that situation to be, if you see what I'm saying. So, you know, meditating doesn't comes in all shapes and forms. Sometimes when you're driving, you're meditating in a way because you've got from A to B, you're like, how the fuck did I get here? <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't even like consciously know what roads I took um, because you're kind of going to that meditative state. Um, and so um, when it comes to really choosing a new identity and stepping into that, it's about, re- you know, and it's about designing who that person is what she thinks what she feels what she believes but then also actually taking that action to, to think those thoughts on a daily basis and it is an element of faking it till you make it um but not about being a liar or inauthentic it's about recognizing that it's a spiritual truth if you see yourself in the future with what you want to have it's a spiritual truth it may be a physical lie, but it's a spiritual truth because it's meant for you. If you wow. desire that thing, it's meant for you. So, um, so yeah, I mean, we do a lot on, um, and I think we do a lot on subconscious beliefs because I think this is where a lot of people go wrong. They consciously do the affirmations 
but it's like sprinkling glitter on a pile of shite. It will look pretty, it will look pretty for a bit, but the glitter will for sure, you know, start to, to, to melt away. Yeah. And you'll see the shit below. So this is why step two of the manifesting method is so important. And what a lot of people bypass and they, they are subconsciously repelling what they desire because it is our subconscious that is in charge of our vibration, not our conscious thoughts. But subconscious learns through repetition. So the affirmations are great at teaching the subconscious. But if you have a subconscious belief system that is fighting against that conscious affirmation and the subconscious is so much stronger, um, you're not going to manifest what you want. So that's why awareness is one of the most powerful things that you can do. That yeah. is so interesting. That is so good. Like, and yeah, obviously why it's, it's so good, like to question and like put pair the question with it. In terms of like generally limiting beliefs and like obviously you speak to a lot of clients and you probably hear like similar things coming up what do you think is the most common thing that people come to you with in terms of limiting beliefs and how do they get over that oh my god like I think probably the number one limiting belief for everyone is I'm not enough of something I'm yeah. not pretty enough I'm not skinny enough I'm not clever enough I'm not confident enough I'm not rich enough I'm not um you know fertile enough I'm not what you know whatever like I'm not enough is the biggest limiting belief that I see with people. Um, and, and I think what the most powerful thing to kind of reprogram your limiting beliefs, like I said before, are hypnosis, meditations and affirmations done in the right way in, you know, in tandem and really committing to that reprogramming of your subconscious mind. Um, but yeah, I definitely think like I am not enough is the biggest limiting belief for people. I, 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 I literally commend you for like what you do because I think it's crazy that like people come to you with things they don't even know do you know what I mean so like they come to you with massive piles of baggage from like the childhood and like it's your job to kind of delve so deep into places they've never even been themselves I think that's so interesting and like really? to get people to see things that they haven't even seen I just think is such an amazing thing mm. and I think it's um it, what's really interesting actually about humans is actually you know there's billions of us on the planet but actually what makes us tick what makes us behave certain ways is almost identical amongst all of us so it's really easy for me now to spot the patterns and to see why someone has become the way they are and how we can change that for you what is your like what is your main things that you do for yourself like to make you feel good like spiritual practices like what are your main ones um so for me I I for me getting out of nature is a big one um and to go for walks out in nature for me that's a spiritual practice in itself uh connecting with nature at some level as much as I can um uh I religiously listen to um books and podcasts that inspire me I think that's a, you know practice for myself um I journal but only when I'm stressed out about something which is actually not too often so that's pretty good um so um what else do I do um I love to listen to meditations guided meditations I don't get to do it as much as I probably you know used to but I also think like you get to a point where you you're at the beginning of your journey you have to do a lot more stuff to get mm. you to where you need to be. And then 
as you sort of want to up level like if I like I'm going to be in a launch next week and so I always up all my spiritual practices before my launch I do a lot of meditation for me I always so practice for me is putting on music and just daydreaming about like outcomes like visualization that's a big practice for me um and I'll kind of do a bit more like journaling and affirmations coming up to like certain events like you know my book's coming out um so I will be journaling on that and doing affirmations on that I my launch stuff I'll be doing affirmations on that so I do things in kind of seasonal things you know like yeah. I don't do things every single day I've got three kids um I think it's unreasonable to expect people to be doing the same thing every single day and you don't need to either um so that's kind I love of- how you make it like so easy like even just yeah doing your hair and listening to a song or just like daydreaming about things that you want and that being that because sometimes like it can feel like a checklist like oh yeah well I did that but I've still not sat down and thoroughly written out scripts of what I want to achieve and yeah, like so you can put yourself down because you don't think that you've done it but really you're just doing it in like little actions every day yeah absolutely and it shouldn't be hard it should be part of your daily practice and but in the most easiest way because we are all designed to manifest that is our de facto state we just have to remember how to do it wow and obviously I said like about reading your book and I honestly do like whenever anyone asks for book recommendations like I always say you'll just fucking do it one because like I remember reading it last year and like I always used to say oh maybe when maybe when and always used to put things forward like Jen were starting a quotes page didn't really think it'd be a podcast or anything and it would always be like oh when I get better when I get better and like I remember reading your book and like I was just like god this is the boot up the arse I need a little bit (laughs) and like what is obviously briefly like the title explains it all but how do you really get people in that mindset of just like oh just fucking do it like stop messing about stop wasting time just do it I mean it's I think it's you know it's cool just fucking do it but actually it's I you know it can sound kind of aggressive but it's actually (laughs) meant with utter love um and um I mean, it's, oh gosh, like, I mean, I cover so much in the book that it'd be quite yeah. hard to, like, try and narrow it down <laughs> um, to what I um, teach in the book. But essentially, it starts off really, as I was talking about, it's, it's the manifesting method. It's know what you want, understand what's stopping you, reprogram your mind, learn how to tune into Universe FM, and then take the action. And it's really about trying to embody those five steps as much as you can in your life. And that in itself is going to help you move towards your dreams and your desires. So that really is the five steps that I live by, I teach, um, and I know really, really works for all of my clients. That must be so rewarding, like to literally see people come in and and you see the transformation of them getting like what they want. Yeah, it really is. And obviously like in my new book, I really dive deeper into those five steps because I kind of touched on them but not really in the methodology that I teach in my second book so in you only live once I dive a bit deeper into purpose and what our purpose is and you know spoiler alert our purpose is to know how to manifest what we want in our life um, and really dive deep into those steps and really dive deep into subconscious programming and why we are the way that we are and so on and so forth and every single person that pre-orders the book before the 28th of October, which is the release date, will be able to be part of a four-week live experience with me, coaching experience. So 
um, oh and that will go deep on, you know, really supplement the book and go deep on the book stuff as well, so that you can be in a community and you get to ask questions and help you really bring that all together. And, you know, that's a four week free experience just for pre-ordering the book. But it's because I truly believe this stuff is so game changing and so life changing. And I really want everyone to wake up and take ownership of their lives and to really understand that you only have this one life. You really do only live once and you need to make it count. And if you don't just fucking do it, you're going to be on a deathbed and you're going to go, what did I do with my life? Yeah. And I don't want that for anybody. Oh, that is so like, so, so good. And everything that you've literally said in this, like about having faith in things like sometimes we always feel the need to have it all figured out. We don't look look and say, please, like, actually help. Like, yeah. t- show me what I need. And sometimes that is the time, like, actually, like, giving up, like, surrendering to what might happen, what might be, and just actually thinking, like, you know what? Like, I'm going to leave it up to the universe a little bit. And, like, I know what I want. I put it out there and letting it be. And having fun whilst you're doing it, like, I'm going to take them on board. Because I do think sometimes oh, when you wanting things and you're really wanting that relationship or wanting and putting strain on it and stress it's not even fun so you are blocking the blessings before they even arrive really definitely oh well thank you so much no honestly like I I feel like everyone is gonna get so much wisdom from this and we'll link all of I'll like literally link everything below for everyone oh Um, amazing thank 